If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from DC and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. Be like a snake. Only bite if someone steps on you. Taylor Swift. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk episode for today. I'm going to forewarn you, there's some construction going on outside. You hear that? Yeah. So there's construction going on outside my house, so I'm going to do my best to talk right over it. But I did want to forewarn you about it. I hope you guys have a warm beverage. You're ready to hang out today. And what's up? Welcome. Happy Monday. Today, I wanted to dive a little bit more into one of the things that we talked about in last week's episode. I did 25 things that I've learned in the 25 years I've been living and I kind of like situated each thing that I've learned with each year that it was like coinciding with the number. And one of the things that I said and kind of elaborated on was the whole only bite when stepped on. Now, this was a quote that I read in Taylor Swift's interview that she did with Elle, the magazine. And I wanted to dive further into it because I feel like this is a topic that I've never really talked about before, but it's also one that I kind of struggle with myself and it's sticking up for yourself. It's not an easy thing to do. I think I have a problem with it in particular because I'm like not a confrontational person. And not only that, I'm like a bit of an empath. So I tend to like put myself too much into other people's shoes and I can see why people do and say the things that they tend to do and say. And then I end up in situations where I kind of allow myself to either get kind of walked over or used or just in general, like kind of taken advantage of, which is also just a trait of a Pisces, if you guys are into astrology and you believe in that, well, it's also just part of being the Pisces that I am. But in general, I feel like lately I've been really thinking about this whole concept of sticking up for yourself, but doing so in a way that is very, I guess, non-aggressive. I'm not an aggressive person by nature. And I also recently did a like condensed version of Gandhi's biography, biography, yes. And um, in it, it talked about how he basically was just a big non-believer of violence. Like he didn't believe in violence. He didn't believe in aggressive nature by any means. And he was a peacemaker, but he was able to create change through peace. And it was through that. And just in general, like the theme of this being going in my life right now, I've just been thinking a lot about how I, as a person show up for myself and stick up for myself in scenarios where I'm actually being stepped on. Here's the thing. There's a lot of reasons as to why we tend to keep quiet. The first one is shame. A lot of the times we feel ashamed of being reprimanded for anything. And that can include if it's coming from a peer, if it's coming from someone older than you, if it's coming from a stranger, or if it's coming from a friend. A lot of the times if you struggle with self-doubt, the minute that anyone steps on you, if you 
already feel shameful towards yourself or you don't feel confident in who you are, it can be all too easy to kind of shrivel under someone else's hand, you know? And that linked with, like I just said, self-doubt. If you doubt yourself very easily, especially when people have like not so nice things to say about us, it can be way too comfortable to just accept the doubt that's being ingrained into you rather than to think like, hey, that might not actually be true. And I don't really like that you said that. Okay. We'll get into later in the episode exactly how to do that and how to embrace and confront those situations. But before we can confront those situations, we need to stop walking all over ourselves in a way. I feel like it's really hard to stick up for yourself if you don't stick up for yourself against yourself. And that's kind of the crazy thing about it is a lot of the times the meanest things that we ever hear usually come from ourselves. So when you feel shame, when you aren't proud of who you are, when you feel doubt about what you're capable of, it can be way too easy to become someone that's super easy to just bulldoze over and take advantage of. And that is just not important. It's not good. It's not healthy for us. It's not healthy for our self-esteem. It's not healthy for our mental health. And so we first need to start with the shame and doubt that we feel within ourselves before we're even able to confront situations where we are being stepped on. We need to stop believing all of these horrible things that we're being told. We need to stop feeling afraid of confrontation and feeling inferior to anyone who's bold enough to speak their mind. Because in a lot of ways, when you're being stepped on, especially verbally, not so much talking right now, like physically, but if you are confronted by a situation where someone says something just really offside about you. A lot of the times we allow ourselves to feel inferior to that person because that person is speaking so boldly. It's not very often that we're able to say horrible, mean, or even critical things to people's faces. But in the world that we live in where almost everything in terms of interacting with one another is online, it can be way easier now to say things that are really hurtful because we're not actually saying it to each other's faces. And not only that, when you're on the receiving end of that, it can be far too easy to just become inferior to those who are saying things to you. And then in the fear of confronting the situation, in the fear of looking stupid, in the fear of maybe getting wrapped up into your ego or a fight or whatever it is that's holding you back, you end up believing what you're told or you end up thinking that you don't have grounds to stand on to stick up for yourself. And I'm here to tell you that that's just not the truth. It was actually just yesterday that I was with my editor, Mike Kelly, who is going to be editing this podcast. Hey, Mike, what's up? Um, I'm about to give you a good shout out right now, but there was something he said to me yesterday that has been sitting on my mind. And it was like something to do with the fact that like there's people that are going to give you comments and compliments, right? To which I think that easier said than done, but we should take both with a grain of salt. But if a comment that's coming your way has nothing critically useful in it, it's not a tool for you and you shouldn't take it so personally, you know, when someone's coming at you with only doubt, that's not doing anything to build you up as a person. That's not doing anything to help you get to where you want to be or what you're trying to do or what you're trying to accomplish. That is just someone coming and trying to knock you down. So don't listen to it. Don't take it or 
stick up for yourself and say like, hey, like you're kind of being not so nice of a person right now if you feel inclined to. But the worst thing you can do is to shrivel away in shame, is to bow down in self-doubt, is to believe what you're being told, to be afraid to confront the situation or to allow yourself to become inferior to anyone that's speaking boldly against you. So this leads me to my next point. How do we know when it's time to bite and when it's time to shed. And I'm using this metaphor of the snake because snakes can do two things. Snakes can do a lot of things, but snakes can do two main things. They can bite you and they can shed off their layers. And I like that metaphor in the sense of when someone's stepping on you, you can either shed your layer and move on, move away, slither onto whatever you're going to slither to next. I feel like Taylor Swift would really enjoy all these metaphors. Or you can bite back and it can be hard to know in any given situation, especially because we're very reactive rather than responsive as human beings, to know when it's time to bite and when it's time to shed, when it's time to just let it roll off your shoulder and move on, or when it's time to say like, no, and stick up for yourself. The first thing is, again, with the responsive versus reactive, I think that we first need to kind of check our egos because our ego is always going to want to react. Whether it's we're reacting out of anger, we're reacting out of frustration, out of sadness, out of defense, whatever it is, your ego is going to be the first thing that's going to make you want to act right away without actually thinking it through. If you can train your brain to respond to situations, and that's even including not just sticking up for yourself, but all situations that you're presented with in life. If you can teach your brain how to respond rather than instantly react, then you can give yourself the space and chance to figure out, do I need to bite here or do I need to shed? So check your ego. What is your ego feeling? Is it feeling threatened? Is it feeling like it needs to prove itself? Is it feeling like it needs to be right? Because those things aren't always such critical tools or such helpful tools for us in terms of actually taking the situation and learning from it. Because that's all situations. Whether they're good or bad, we're learning something, we're gaining something. And if you want to get or reap the most benefits out of any situation, including when someone's coming at you with their sharp teeth, then you need to check your ego and ask like, what will come of this if I respond or react? The next is to take the other person out of the equation. And this becomes far too easy to do when you're talking social media. Now, I would say I've been really lucky in my online career in the sense that in the four to five years that I've been now posting videos consistently online, my community has always felt, or our community has always felt like such a supportive and loving and a kind community. Now, in the last, I would say six months, I've been going through a bit more of a transition personally, and that has caused a transition in my online content. And I've also, I think there's been a few just moments where I haven't translated myself quite properly. And in those moments and during that time, I was exposed to a lot more critical comments than usual. And it was a good test for me to really build up, first of all, a thicker skin, but also to learn how to take actual critical like information that I could use like, oh, okay, like this video, the person feels like I'm not connecting or the lighting is bad or they don't like the multiple angles. Like that is useful information versus information that was literally just mean, like people just trying to be rude. And that's going to happen no matter where you're at, whether your career is online or you're working in a an office every day. I know 
so many people in all different types of jobs that are dealing with these types of critical comments all day, every day. And if you're able to take the person who's saying it to you out of the equation, you're able to look at it more objectively. So for instance, I'm going to say comments because obviously that's what I am most experienced with. But I try and take the person that's saying the comment out of the equation. If you stop looking at their name, you don't look at their photo, and you just read what's being said and take all the fluff away from it too. Like, What is the objective of what is being said to you? And if it's coming from absolutely nobody, if you were to just think this yourself, would it ring true? Because a lot of the times I think that we get so caught up in who is saying what they're saying rather than what they're actually saying. And if you can take the human out of the equation, a lot of the times you realize how silly what it is that you're listening to actually is. Like you realize that there is no actual basis or backing to what's being said. You're just more so upset by this person thinking that they know you better than you know you or you know what I mean? Like the ego gets flared up. So take the person out of the equation. Take whoever it is that's coming at you or has done you wrong out of the equation and look at it objectively as if this is just what is being presented to you with no one else involved. What are you going to do with it? And then ask yourself, like, is this worth my time and my energy in terms of the resources that I have just today? Because every day that we wake up on this planet, we are going into our day with a limited supply of energy and a limited supply of time. You only have 24 hours in a day and you only have however much energy to put forth to the things that you want to cultivate out of that day is whatever this is, whether it's someone that's, again, saying something horrible to you, done you wrong, has betrayed you in some way, is it worth your time and energy just today? Or if it's a bigger situation that you're talking about sticking up for yourself, is it worth your time and energy this week? Is it worth your time and energy this year? Will you care when you look back in three days? Will you care when you look back in three weeks? Will you care when you look back in three years? Like realistically, a lot of the time we give so much of our thoughts, so much of our time, so much of our energy. We let it literally like seep into our bones and make us feel so toxic when three weeks later, we completely forget about what was even said. And I am a big believer in energy. And I think that we carry that around like a lot. So I I try and ask myself whenever I'm being presented with a situation where I'm like, ooh, that hurt, but is it worth my time and energy or can I just move along? The Knot is where you'll find vendors for every wedding floral to fawn over, cakes you almost don't want to cut, oh it looks so good, DJs to drop it to, venues worthy of your grid, photographers that make every hour golden hour, really vendors for any vibe. With the help of fresh reviews and a few useful filters, you can find your vendors faster than you can say I do. The Knot Vendor Marketplace. Find vendors for every wedding at thenot.com slash audio. Rated T for Teen. Mirage here, legend of the Apex Games, but you knew that. But you might not know about all the huge changes that just hit Apex Legends. Legends like me can now get personalized upgrades throughout the match for doing some seriously cool stuff. Oh, and there's new limited time modes that make the fighting faster and more, uh, fightier. And don't forget unlockable legends with bonus rewards and the brand new map, Thunderdome. It's my announcer voice. I'm workshopping a new character. You know what? Just go play Apex Legends Breakout, you foozles. 
The next is to put yourself in the person's shoes. Again, this is not an easy thing to do, especially when we're talking about people that we might not generally enjoy spending time with or like as a fellow human being. It can be really hard to put ourselves in the shoes of the person that's pretty much attacking us in whatever way or whatever way that we feel threatened. Whoever's making us feel that way, it's not always so easy to just step inside their shoes. But If you can for a moment and ask yourself, like, is this really even about you? A lot of the times when people are attacking other people, a lot of the times when people are doing others wrong, a lot of the time when you're disappointed in the way that someone's behaving, it has a lot more to do with what's going on within them internally than it has anything to do with you. Again, I I don't think this is like 100% of the time, but I think a lot of the time people are mirrors and the things that like you've probably felt this at one point in your life, something that's annoyed you or bothered you about somebody. And then hearing that that's like a mirror, it's actually something that you struggle with yourself, or it's actually stemming out of a place where you're just like having a bad day or you're, you know, just not happy about something going on in your life. So somebody else gets this really awesome thing. And it's, you just want to like tear it down because you're just so envious, you know, and that's so human and so normal. Yet when we're the ones being attacked or when we're the ones that someone's coming at us and trying to take away our sense of happiness and peace, it can be way too easy to just like, you know, jump into that situation and make it more volatile rather than ask like, where is this even coming from? Like this person is either a stranger that's having a bad day, or maybe this person is going through a really rough time and you would have no idea. Or maybe this person doesn't even realize how hard they've betrayed you. If it's like a close friend or family member, what's going on in their surroundings. And there might not be a way to know, but even just knowing that it's a possibility that someone could just be struggling themselves, it makes it a lot easier to find compassion in these situations than it is to just like jump into attack mode. So this isn't always going to work. And I'm not saying to just step aside and allow people to treat you poorly. But a lot of the times when we step into other people's shoes or even step into our own shoes at a time where we maybe weren't feeling all that great, it can become a lot easier to know when it's time to shed versus time to bite. And then lastly, in terms of shedding and biting, is there a better way to address this situation? Now, when I brought up how I was listening to the condensed version of Gandhi's whole life, like that he had written out, he went into great detail about how he believed in peace. He believed that we wouldn't need to fight or get violent or physical in order to come to a conclusion. So is there a way to address the situation that's better than necessarily biting back? Because again, I'm not trying to say, and I want to make this very clear, that it's bad to bite back. I think there are times where it is definitely critical for you to bite back and show just no, like that is my boundary and you've crossed it and you need to know that you've crossed it. But is there a way to do that? I guess without stooping to the level of whoever it is that's coming at you. So now how exactly do we bite when it is a situation to bite? How do we authentically do so in a way that doesn't compromise who we are trying to be on a daily basis or compromise our energy or compromise, I guess, in a, in a way, like just being a good person. Whenever I am confronted with a situation that I feel like I'm being stepped on in whatever way. It can be in a large scale or a smaller scale. I try my best to take a deep breath before I do anything. That instantly brings me back to the responding, reacting thing. Because if we just react, a lot of the times we regret it later. So taking a deep breath gives you just a little bit of space and time to just like 
recenter yourself before you just go into the situation. And you can even say like during that deep breath, like release, like in my mind, I'll just be like release. And I do that quite too often, honestly, but it's one of those energetic things for me that I find it's just like whatever instant mood or instant emotion that's brought up to me, I'm just like, okay, I release this for a second. I just need a moment to kind of recenter my thoughts before I address the situation. Then looking for the truth behind the veil with the whole, you know, where is this person actually coming from? Are they trying to actually, you know, be critical or be honest themselves and authentic themselves, even if it's not so pretty? Or is the truth behind the veil that this person is just being relatively mean? Then think before you speak. This is huge because I'm way better at writing what I feel rather than saying what I feel. So a lot of the times, I try to think before I speak. Otherwise, I'll start speaking and it won't make any sense. And then I just get flustered and overwhelmed and reactive. And then things start flying out of your mouth that are so either not you or are so volatile that you're shocked it's even coming out of your mouth. And this happens to me more so when I'm biting back to people that are stepping on me in a way that's stepping on me to attack the people that are close to me. Like when someone says something mean about my siblings or someone that I care about deeply, I tend to get very reactive and I don't think before I speak. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. And I will defend like my people before really thinking about defending my people, like the proper way to do so. And that can also result in a lot of times embarrassing the people that you're trying to protect. So think before you speak and protect, but don't defend. Because a lot of the times when we are in defensive mode, what we're really trying to defend is our ego, not our true selves. And when our egos get bruised, which by the way, the ego isn't always a bad thing. The ego is what keeps us you know, a part of society. It's what keeps you wanting to strive for more. It's what keeps you growing as an individual. But when it gets bruised, it instantly wants to defend itself. It instantly wants to basically identify with whatever is the opposite of what you're being told. So if you're being told that you're lazy, you're going to want to defend yourself and be like, I'm not lazy. Like you don't understand how busy and stressed I am. Like, well, that's your ego, right? Rather than protecting yourself, where protecting yourself would be okay, I understand that's what you think, but I just don't see the same thing. That is still disagreeing without defending yourself. And then lastly, just stay honest with how you feel. This, again, can be a lot easier, at least, again, from my own experience online. Before I hit send on anything, especially if I'm reacting or responding, sorry, not reacting, to a comment that isn't necessarily nice, I try to just stay honest. Like, even if it's something that is just really, really mean, I'll think, like, have I ever thought this about myself? And if so, where is my honest truth here? Because if you are always confronting people with your honest truth without any kind of volatile or like any kind of abrasive energy with it, if you're just like, hey, I understand where you're coming from, but here's my truth right now. A lot of the times there's not much that the person that you're talking to or the person that you're in this altercation with can say back to you that doesn't instantly kind of just put out the situation. When you're just being honest, when you're just being true and you're not defending yourself, but you're protecting yourself, there's not much else that the other person can say. And even if they do at that point, you've said your piece and you can move on and they kind of just look silly by dragging it on any longer. So take a deep breath, look for the truth, think before you speak, protect, don't defend, and just stay honest with how you're actually feeling. 
You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Yes, I am. Like I knew that I would. No, a dance too? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts the morning on a high note. Yow! Songs, dances, and dad jokes. So good. So good. I got you. Silk almond milk. With calcium, vitamins A, D, and E. Feel plenty good. So my last point in terms of sticking up for yourself is understanding that people aren't going to like you no matter what you do. And to be honest, it's none of your business. Now, a podcast that I've recently started listening to is Rachel Hollis's. She wrote Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing. And I listened to the audiobook of Girl, Wash Your Face towards the end of 2018, and I loved it. And so when I was looking for some new podcasts to listen to and I saw Rachel Hollis, I was like, oh, I'm going to give this a listen. And I listened to hers on the way back to my hometown just last weekend. Her podcast that was all just about like not allowing your fear to stop you from going after what you want in life. And and she did like a whole section of it on what people think about you. She talked a lot about, and I've heard this quote before, but sometimes you almost need to hear it in a new way for it to really resonate with you. But what other people think about you is not your business. And it's so much easier said than done. And I've heard that before, like I mentioned, but it never kind of resonated until I heard her further explain. Like, it is none of your business what anyone thinks about anything at all. The only thing that is your business is what you think. Of course, I believe that we should take into consideration like the beliefs and the thoughts and opinions of those that matter most to us, but that is the first and foremost thing that we should do given any situation that we're being stepped on. Consider your source. Is this coming from somebody that cares about you? Is this coming from somebody who knows you? Is this coming from somebody who is someone you look up to or someone that is a mentor to you or someone that is in your friends or family? Like, If it's not coming from a source that is valuable to you or valid to you, then it is none of your business what this person thinks to you. And a lot of the times, everyone around us can be a teacher. Even children can be a teacher. Even the rude person working at I always use Starbucks as an example, and I wish I could think of something better. But unfortunately, here I am about to use Starbucks again. If the Starbucks barista is rude to you, even that is a teacher. Every lesson, every moment in life is a teaching lesson, right? But you don't have to take each lesson or take each teacher at face value. You can choose which lessons are worth learning and which lessons are lessons being taught or learned by the person that's trying to give them to you. And so when you consider the source and you ask yourself, is this person somebody I value or is this person someone that is valid or what they're saying is valid in terms of is what they're saying actually useful in some kind of way if you pull apart all of the opinion and you just look at straight facts. When you boil it down to the straight facts, if it's not valid, then it's not valuable. 
And if the person that's saying it isn't valuable, then it's none of your business. And that is just the way the cookie crumbles, my friends. I know that saying that is so much easier than when you're actually confronted in a situation where someone doesn't like you because we're all people pleasers. We all want to be accepted by the pack. We all want to be, you know, in harmony with other people. And Again, if you're being stepped on by a friend or a family member, that is a valuable person. So considering the source might actually lead you to see that you're being stepped on, you're being used, and it is time to stick up for yourself. But if it's coming from an outside source that is just not at all of any relevance to your life, then what they're saying is also of no relevance to your life. There's just going to always be people that won't like you. There's going to be people that even if you care deeply about them and they care deeply about you, that are going to mess up, that are going to make mistakes, that are going to unfortunately, you know, maybe do you wrong a little bit. And the thing that I try and keep in mind whenever that happens is how many times do you get to the point where you're like, okay, I won't do this anymore. Because you need to know that for yourself, especially if it is coming from somebody that is close to you, someone that you do value. At what point do you say enough is enough? For me, enough is always enough when it actually starts to mess with my own self energy and my own self identity. Again, I'm like learning more and more about the ego and all of that. So I try not to use the word identify too often because in a way that's kind of like a form of attachment. But one thing I think you should attach very, very dearly to is the way that you love and have compassion and empathy for yourself and not in a way that's selfish or self-centered, but in a way that is survivable, in a way that allows you to live happily on this earth because you deserve to just as much as everybody else around you. So whether it's a close family or friend, whether it's you know, a stranger, my enough is enough is when whatever's being done to me, whatever's stepping on is happening, starts to make me crumble under my own weight, starts to make me struggle with loving myself or finding empathy or caring for myself or allows me to feel burnt out, allows me to feel like I'm running myself dry. And that is not selfish. That is in a lot of ways, self-preserving. And you aren't able to show up for, especially if it's someone that you really love and care about, but anyone that you love and care about or yourself, if you consistently surround yourself with scenarios and situations that are bleeding you dry, if you constantly are putting yourself around people that step on you, you cannot live a happy life. You cannot live a joyful life if you're constantly being stepped on. So you need to stick up for yourself and say, and whatever way that you think fits for you, I don't like when you do that, or you're really hurting my feelings right now. And you can do so in a way that's not volatile. And you can do so in a way that is confronting a situation without letting it get out of hand or getting anyone's feelings involved or hurt. And I know that this is probably something that we've all heard before in like movies and stuff. It's such like a cliche go-to from a therapist, but I feel when you start your sentence off with, I feel that is the whole staying honest with how you feel. When you're just saying like, Hey, I feel like insert how you actually feel here. You're not saying you are, you're not saying stop doing this. You're not going at somebody. You're just saying, I feel this. The way you're doing this makes me feel this. And that is my experience. That is my point of view. And that is how I feel. Whether or not the other person chooses to agree is completely up to them. But 
the way that you feel is valid. You are a valid person. And if somebody is hurting you or stepping on you and you are announcing the way it's making you feel, if it's not actually coming from a place of caring love on the other end, then you are allowed to say, okay, well, this is how I feel. And you're not allowing me to feel how I feel or you're not validating in a way that my feelings matter, even if you don't agree. So you can end that relationship, whatever type of relationship it is, knowing very well that it was no longer bringing you any type of support or any type of good. So keep in mind that as I'm you know, going through this podcast, I'm trying to basically get the wide range of strangers stepping on you to close family and friend members stepping on you. But no matter what, as long as you keep in mind that you are valid, you are allowed to stick up for yourself, you are allowed to be here, and you can do so without being violent, without being hostile, without getting so angry, then you can know when it's time to stick up for yourself, to bite back, to stand your ground, to show your boundary in a way that says, hey, you're allowed to feel how you feel, but you're not allowed to cross this line with me. You're allowed to think what you want to think, but that is your opinion and you're not going to cross that line with me. You're allowed to do what you're going to do, but not at my own expense and not at the expense of hurting me or making me feel like I am less valuable on this earth. And when push comes to shove, it boils down to it and you try to shed or you bite back and those situations are still happening, then it's time to walk away. And I get this comment quite a bit or question quite a bit is how do you walk away when it is a close friend or family member? And I guess I, first of all, I feel like that would have to be a podcast episode for a totally other day. So if that is something you guys want to hear or you guys want to discuss together, then let me know. But just know that I guess when I would, boil it down is blood will always be blood and friends that you've had forever will always be your friends forever. But you can choose on a given day-to-day basis how much of your resources you spend around the people that bleed you dry. So even if it is a family member, even if it is a close friend of yours, take some space. You're allowed. You can do the bare minimum that you need to in terms of even if you live in the same house as like a sibling that's maybe stepping on you or whatever. Do the bare minimum that you need to do to get by, put on your blinders, put up your boundaries, keep inside your truth, and then spend more time away from those situations and see if it makes you feel any different or see if that space away from the person that's close to you that's stepping on you gives you any kind of peace of mind or clarity of mind as to what is actually going on. Because like I mentioned, a lot of the times when we're being stepped on especially by close people, it's usually coming from a hurt within themselves or some kind of miscommunication. So just get some space before you go cutting out family members and friends. And if it's a stranger or someone that's just, you know, you don't know them any more than you know Sally from down the road, then cut them out because they're not there to support you and they're not trying to teach you. They're just trying to break you down. And Nobody got time for that. Some people just aren't going to agree or support you no matter what you're going to do. So you may as well do what's going to make you happy. And at the end of the day, that's all any of us can really do. So there you guys have it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. I decided to dive more into this because I feel like I just really didn't get 
to get my point across last week, I don't fully remember. I just remember like grappling with this one because I'm not a biter. I'm usually a shedder. I tend to shed skins way more than I tend to bite back. But there's been a few situations in the last little bit where I've noticed where I'm like, wow, I just bit back in a very civil way. And it feels good to stand up for yourself and set your boundaries and know that there's nothing wrong in doing so. Aside from that, I hope you guys all have a lovely week and I'll talk to you guys all next week. Bye guys.